0: You may not realize it, but sometimes the marketing that you're doing is a distraction rather than a necessity. But how do you know what's essential and what's not? Today's episode is going to help you figure out what to dump in your business so that you free up time and reduce overwhelm. Ready? Let's go. Hey, you, you're listening to the Messy Desk Podcast, the show for busy solopreneurs who want to improve their marketing productivity. Join us every Wednesday as we share actionable productivity and marketing tips to help you overcome those inevitable messy moments. Are you ready? Let's get to it. Hello, friend, and welcome to episode 84 of the Messy Desk Podcast. I'm Megan Monahan, your content marketing coach. And I'm Teresa Cefali, your productivity coach. If you've overcommitted and become dragged down by all that you're doing in your business, This episode is for you. One reason for getting into this situation could be because you're wasting time on distractions such as ineffective or even unnecessary marketing tasks.
1: Previously, we talked about prioritizing your marketing tasks, which helps you streamline your work and get the right
0: tasks done in the right order. And by right, we mean the most effective, most efficient, and most productive. Right is different for everyone. Ultimately, the goal is to avoid wasting time and increase your marketing productivity. To refresh your memory, in episode 59,
1: I shared a way to categorize your tasks to simplify prioritizing them. That process is called dump, defer, delegate, and do, or as I like to call it, the four Ds. Today's episode is all about the dump step in that process. In other words, how to figure out what marketing tasks to pause or eliminate in your business.
0: A good starting place is to focus on the non-negotiable tasks in your business. Strip away anything that isn't essential to running your business. This can improve your time management.
1: Non-negotiable tasks are those actions that you must do to run a functional business. They're non-negotiable. Because if you don't do them, you're at risk of your business failing. Things like filing taxes, generating leads, finding clients, delivering services, and
0: managing legal requirements. On the flip side are negotiable tasks. These are the actions that are optional for your business. They don't contribute to the livelihood and existence of your business. For example, can your business survive without posting three times a day on Instagram?
1: Yes, of course it can. (laughs) One very important thing to note is that negotiable tasks don't always stay negotiable tasks. Sometimes you give up something simply because you don't have the resources due to your current circumstances. In other words, you don't have the time, money, or skill for that task, and therefore make a decision to let it go for now. Then when your circumstances change, you can add the task back in. For example, you may not have the resources to create video ads for Facebook right now, so you dump them and stick with carousel ads. The revenue from those ads allow you to hire someone to help create video ads, so you add those in, or you replace carousel ads with video ads. The point being that when you're overwhelmed, reprioritizing tasks gives you the time that you need to run your business.
0: You're really getting rid of the weeds and pruning the garden so it's manageable again, so to speak. The dump step is about stripping away non-essential work
1: to allow you to focus on the must-haves so that you can have a manageable business again. Otherwise, you end up being in a constant state of chaos. Once you remove the extra unimportant stuff, you will be able to get a better handle on your productivity, which will make everything easier. Then you can
0: add tasks back
1: in and try new things if you want.
0: So how do you analyze your tasks to see what's working and what's not? First, list your marketing tasks out so that you can visualize your workload and see where you're spending your time. Once you have your list, assess each task and group them by
1: marketing tactic, project, or goal. This helps you remember why you're doing a particular task and how much time you're devoting to doing a particular tactic. So for instance, let's say you have a goal to create a monthly promotional social media campaign. You would group your tasks for this goal underneath it like this, right? Social media post, create accompanying visual.
0: Schedule post. Next, look at the marketing tactics and tasks on your list and ask yourself, how are these things contributing to my bottom line? Are they supporting my non-negotiable essential tasks or are they distracting me from more important essential things? Finally, and this is my favorite, is there something I'm already doing that's getting much better results so I should focus on it instead? Great question. You're
1: looking for tasks and tactics that don't serve a clear business goal or produce tangible results, take too much time or effort for not enough reward, pull you away from revenue generating tasks
0: and overlap or are redundant. We're talking about marketing tasks here. So these actions should obviously and outright contribute to essential things like lead generation and client acquisition or sales. If they don't, then now's the moment to dump them to free up time to focus on the bare necessities.
1: Choose your marketing tactics with effectiveness at the forefront and a solopreneur's time limitations in mind. This will lead you to the marketing tasks that you need to keep on the to-do
0: list and the ones to dump. We'd love to tell you what to get rid of in your business, but we can't come up with a universal dump list because each business is at a different stage with a different budget and in a different industry. So we thought we'd share an example of an instance where we stopped doing a marketing task or tactic. I'll go first.
1: Prior to building my coaching business, I was a tenured professional craft designer in the craft and hobby industry, working business to business. When I was new to the industry, the World Wide Web was in its infancy, if you can imagine that. (laughs) (laughs) And there was no social media. That's mind-blowing. (laughs) right? I guess that was a while ago. (laughs) Yes, it was a while ago. As blogging, Facebook and Twitter emerged, those tools became my main marketing channels. Back then, manufacturers only cared about how many views you were getting on your blog per month or how many followers you had on social media. So I created a highly sophisticated, at least for the time, marketing strategy using social media to drive people to my blog while using my blog to grow my social media following. The audience I built not only led to design work, but it also prompted manufacturers to hire me to help them with their social media. My marketing strategy was super effective for my goals at that time. So when I moved into coaching, I figured I'd simply change my content topics from crafting to business and it'd all be good, right? However, I quickly discovered that my strategy no longer worked. That's when a coach encouraged me to get out from behind my computer and try some in-person networking. That was scary. Mm -hmm. However, when I did, my coaching business took off. The networking is what led to coaching clients. The blogging social media strategy did not. And to top it off, I was totally overwhelmed. So after honestly assessing my actions It was clear that I needed to let go of my old strategy and focus on the one that was actually generating income and that was the networking. Plus the time I was saving allowed me to do more of it, which led to even
0: more revenue. So, so smart. All right, so it's my turn and I've got tons of stories and experiences that I could share, but I'm gonna limit myself to just one anecdote and it's one that actually very few people know about. We used to run a business that offered computer support for senior citizens. At first, I focused on three marketing tactics, a website, sponsorships, and print advertising in local retirement community publications. After trying out the tactics, I went through a very similar exercise as we're talking about here. The end result was that I dumped the sponsorships. I also stopped working on the website and left what I had in place because honestly, that demographic didn't care about the website. They weren't using the website. Instead, we went all in on local print ads that included a phone number as the call to action. The ads were a huge success. We received tons of leads and clients for a really low investment. And that tactic was great because the few advertising related tasks were totally manageable and sustainable for me, which was really important since this was actually a side gig for me. I had no idea. I love learning new things about my
1: friends.
0: (laughs) I'm full of surprises.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I want to emphasize here that Megan didn't continue doing all the things. Instead, she chose to focus on the right things. She used data to determine what tactic was income generating and dumped the wasteful activities, resulting in more time and money. So that's just simply brilliant and,
0: yeah, highly productive. <laughs> The takeaways here are that again, you don't need tons of marketing tactics. I mean, basically Teresa and I boiled it down to one and one is often enough. You don't have to bog yourself down with marketing tasks. Find something that works well, go all in on it and streamline your tasks to support it. And this is a huge one, base your tactics on your demographics and audience, especially if you serve a specific niche. This can make your marketing even more effective and possibly even simpler. Sometimes what we think is important
1: and what is actually important are two different things. In fact, you may find yourself spending more time doing the tasks you like to do versus doing the tasks you need to do. For instance, you may invest a lot of time in social media. Does it help to be present on social media? Perhaps,
0: but that's not the question. A better question may be Is the time that you're spending on social media as effective as another tactic that you're doing or could do? Because if it's not working, then it's probably more of a distraction. Exactly. Sometimes there are
1: more reliable and consistent tactics. That's why I focused on networking rather than social media. It was far more effective for acquiring leads and clients, and the related tasks were more manageable and even more enjoyable. Recalibrate your mindset around goal setting rather than getting hyper-focused on doing everything or what's popular. Your business goals drive your marketing tactics and your marketing tactics determine your marketing tasks. And if you need help with planning those goals and tasks, be sure to download the Daily Achievers Weekly Action Planner
0: The reality is that there are probably things that you're doing that aren't required to run a successful business. After all, you're inundated with distractions. Then the distractions become the things you focus on rather than doing what is necessary and what is effective. It becomes difficult to see the difference between distractions and non-negotiables. And then you become the barrier to success. And you certainly don't want to be your own worst enemy. You do not. You know, one of the reasons I started the underlying message of minimal marketing is because I found it challenging to market as a team of one, and I saw others experiencing the same pain. I eventually figured out that just one or two successful and manageable tactics are more effective than five or six tactics that produce mediocre results while running you ragged. You definitely
1: don't have to do it all or all at once. And you don't want to even try since that would be a productivity nightmare. Hopefully today's topic helped you either recover from a messy moment or avoid one altogether.
0: Perhaps we at least gave you some food for thought about your business. And that's it for this episode. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts if you loved today's show. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next Wednesday. Does it help to be president? President.
1: (laughs) I'm the president of social media.
0: In that case, yes, it would help.